God is good. Have your Bibles turn to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. And you can also turn to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Thank you, Father. You know, as a transitioned after just worship, talking about Isaiah 42, and he said, my servant whom I'm chosen, he's sent to make everything right. He said, I, I clothed him with my spirit and my life. I mean, I placed everything on him that he would need. Everything that he would need. You know, and I, I want you to realize that this is a year that's going to be marked by great victories. I want you to know that we've been given everything that we need to be victorious. You know, and, and you say, well, pastor, I, I'm, I'm experiencing defeat right now. I'm experiencing sickness right now. I'm experiencing issue with my eyes, my ears, my body, I'm, with my finances. I'm experiencing all these different things. And the, well, the thing is, is you don't wait till things change before you start believing it. You know, we are a heritage of faith. We walk by faith and what? Not by sight. So what is faith? Meaning, meaning I'm, I'm, I'm walking with God. You know, Mark chapter 11, have the God kind of faith, have faith in God. Meaning right now I have a mountain standing, but you know what? Don't, don't, don't look at my mountain. Look at my God. Yeah. Look at my, cause that's what he's saying. You know, you know, look at, have faith in God. Look to God as your answer. Look to God as your victory. Amen. And I want to read this here in Matthew chapter 12, verse, starting in verse 15. And this is actually what is being written here is actually coming out of Isaiah 42, the verses I read to you, okay? So in, uh, in, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 15, and the Amplified says this, But being aware of this, Jesus went away from there, and many disciples joined and accompanied him, and he cured all. Say all. He cured all of them. Now, he's about to read because the next verse here says, And strictly charged them, sharply warned them not to make him publicly known. This was in fulfillment of what the prophet Isaiah said. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen. So Isaiah, he's talking about Isaiah 42, but he's saying it in reference to this fact here that he healed them all. Now, now realize when we talk about healed them all, there was times when Jesus talked about healing and it was talking about casting out devils. He was healing them all. He was healing people that were depressed in their mind, oppressed by the enemy. There was a woman that was bent over for 18 years and he said, woman, you should be loose from that infirmity because you're a daughter of Abraham. How much more? Because she's a daughter of Abraham that you, she should be loose from this infirmity. So, so when, when he said he healed them all, this is talking about he made everything right for those that were there. That's what Isaiah 42, right? He, he makes everything right. He sets everything right. Why? Because I place my spirit on him, my life on him. There's something about the life of God that we need to understand this morning that will cause us to, to, to experience greater things. He said he healed them all. And then it says this in verse, uh, verse 18 again says, behold, my servant whom I've chosen, my beloved and with whom my soul is well pleased. And has found its delight, I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall proclaim and show forth justice to the nations. 
He will not strive or wrangle or cry out loudly, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench. Till he brings justice and a just cause to victory. Amen. Meaning he's coming and what he's going to do, he, there's a just cause. You know what? I want you to know you're a just cause this morning. You, your, your children, you know what? They're a just cause this morning. So, so that means there's a reason that he's coming. There's a just cause. There's a just cause. And why is he coming? He's bringing that just cause and bring it to a place of victory. Amen. I want you to don't judge your life by where it is right now. See your life in a position, in a place of victory. See yourself in a place of being whole. See yourself being in a place of being healed. Because see, it's not waiting for, for marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations. It's expecting them. And it's saying, you know what? I'm going to see marvels. I'm going to see wonders. I'm going to see extraordinary manifestations. Why? Because he takes justice and is bring just cause to victory. Amen. A just cause to victory. And then it says, verse 21, and in and on his name, say in his name, in and on his name will the Gentiles, the people outside of Israel set their hopes. The King James says, and in his name shall the Gentiles trust. He, see, he, he's talking here in, in a Jewish time when Gentiles didn't even really have access to the covenant, right? And here he goes around, he goes, he goes in that name, in that name. So I, Isaiah 42 is speaking to you and me because right out of Isaiah 42, he's speaking this and says, and in his name, the Gentiles will set their hopes in his name. The Gentiles will set their expectation. Are you expecting marvels this morning? Are you expecting wonders in your life? Are you expecting great things in your family? Amen. Are you expecting God to do great things this morning? Say, I'm expecting great things. Say something good is going to happen to me right now. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, he goes, the Gentiles set their hope in his name. In his name. Let's look here. Look now at uh, Acts chapter 19. And we, we read this last week in the first service. I don't know if we got to it in the second service, but Acts 19 verse 13 now, take that in thought. In, in his name shall the Gentiles set their hopes. In his name shall the Gentiles trust. Trust in that name. Or have faith in that name. Having faith in the name. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus. Saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. So he's saying, devil, you come out in whom Paul preaches. So they were declaring the name, but yet they didn't have faith in the name. They were speaking. See, Paul had faith in the name. But these other people didn't have faith in the name. There, there's, it's not just saying the name Jesus, but do you know Jesus? Verse 14 says, and there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? So, see, Jesus had, and Paul had a different revelation than these people. had. They had personal relationship with some, someone. 
And the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus, and verse 16, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overcame them, prevailed against them. So they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Verse 17. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus. So all the Jews and all the Greeks, all the Jews, all the Greeks that were dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on all of them. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. The name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. They celebrated the name of all the Jews, all the Greeks, All of Ephesus magnified. They held that name in high esteem. They celebrated that name. They glorified that name. Why? Because they had faith in that name. When they saw those things happen and they saw and they heard about Paul, they saw these things. They're like, man, Jesus must be real. And they magnified his name. Now let's go to Acts chapter 9. Now remember he said... Come out in Jesus' name in whom Paul preaches. But Paul had a different revelation. Thank you, Father. Acts chapter 9. Let's look at verse 15. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. For he's a chosen vessel. Now, this was the, the, the Ananias that coming to Paul after Paul had that visitation on the road of Damascus. And this is what the prophet, the, that man, Ananias, hears from God and says, you need to go speak this to Paul. And this is the first thing he hears on behalf of God to him. He says this, go your way for he's a chosen vessel unto me to do what? To bear my name before the Gentiles to bear my name before the Gentiles, the Kings and the children of Israel to bear my name. Now to, so here, this was the mandate that was given from a, a, I'm going to say as he was a prophet, but by God uh, spoke to him and said, he's here to bear my name to the, to the Gentiles, to Kings And the children of Israel. Now I want to make this declaration. That this scripture here. Proves to me. There's not many ways to God. Because if there's many ways to God. Why would he say. Now go bear my name. To the Gentiles. To kings. And to all the children of Israel. Meaning this needs to be known. To all nations. And all people. If there's many ways to him, then he would say, well, well, just, just to the one, just, just to the, these people. No, everyone. There's only one way. There's only one way. Now, as we keep reading here, if we go down to verse 23, and after that, many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him, but their laying wait was known of Saul and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. Verse 27. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way. And that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus. What? In the name of Jesus. So immediately when Paul hears from God, what is he called? To bear my name. 
Paul did it. He preached boldly in the name of Jesus. But you know what? Immediately when he started preaching in that name, people didn't like it. People did not like it. Today, people have issues with Jesus. Now we can, we can talk about God and we can talk about this, but when you bring Jesus on the scene, that's a whole nother level. The enemy wants to bring Christianity down to a Christless religion. The world wants to take Christ out of Christianity. But the moment you take Christ out of Christianity, Christianity loses its life it was built upon. See, the moment he, Paul was obedient to bear the name. See, they have never had issues with Paul bearing the name of God, killing people on behalf of God. But the moment he stood up and he started talking about Jesus, you had issues. You know, there's, there's, there, there's numbers and numbers and numbers of nations that you can't even say Jesus Christ. That you will be per, not only persecuted, but you will be thrown into prison. Why? Because the enemy wants to take Christ. See, if we take Christ out of religion, then we're just left with any other religion. Because Christ, because what happens if you take Christ out of religion, then there's no more way to salvation. There's no other religion that has a way to salvation. Look them up, read them, read about them, study them. There's no other way to, to eternity, to heaven, apart from Christ in Christianity. Everything else is based on you got to do this, you got to do that. There's no other Savior. And, and, and this, if you're, if you're Buddhist, this is what it comes down to. If you're a Buddhist, you're a Buddhist, you're your own God. They don't worship a fat man. That's not what they do. The fat man just represents enlightenment, being filled with knowledge. So what that comes down to is you're your own God. And so there's a lot of religions, Scientology, so many different things. But what, if you take Christ out of it, then you're relying on yourself for your eternity. See, they did not like this name. The whole point is we're supposed to set our faith on the name. Let's look at Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Let's look at verse 27, I think. Actually, look at 25, sorry. But some man came and reported to them saying, Listen, the men whom you put in jail are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the military leader went with the attendants and brought them, but without violence, for they dreaded the people, lest they be stoned by them. So they brought them and set them before the council, the Sanhedrin, and the high priest examined them by questioning, saying, we definitely commanded and we strictly charge you not to teach in and about this name. Yet here you're flooding Jerusalem with your doctrine and you intended to bring this man's blood upon us. What was the doctrine? The name. What were they teaching? Teaching in the, in the name. Then Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than you. 
The God of our forefathers raised up Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to the right hand to be prince and leader and savior and deliverer and preserver in order to grant repentance to Israel and to bestow forgiveness and release from sins. And we are witnesses of these things. And the Holy Spirit is also whom God has bestowed on those who obey him. They had issues. What the whole issue was, we don't want you to preach in the name. We don't mind you preaching. Just don't preach in that name. The enemy doesn't want his name to be exalted in the earth because, because when his name is truly exalted in the earth, people will be drawn to him. When they, when the world truly sees Jesus for who he is, they cannot deny him. When they see, when they see the life of God back in the church, the world will not be see. They even realized there was something different about them and they had to be careful how they brought them because they said, if we do this in the wrong way, then they're going to stone us. Why? Because there's no, there's, they know there's something different about them. All because of preaching in the name of Jesus, Cassie. In the name. There's victory in that name. Let's look at verse 40, 41. So they went out from the presence of the council and the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they were being counted worthy to suffer shame and to expose to grace for the sake of his name. For the sake of his name. It wasn't just the name of God. It was the name of Jesus. Don't let ever anyone take, take Jesus out of your Christianity. Yet in the spite of the threats, in spite of the threats, they never ceased for a single day, both in the temple area and at home to teach and to proclaim the good news of Jesus, the Christ. Not one day. Either publicly or privately, they didn't stop talking about the name, Vic. They didn't stop talking about the name. They didn't. There was something. There was this belief on the inside of them that that name changes things. That name changes things. Because, see, they realize, and we'll get in this in, in a couple of weeks possibly, but they, they realize Jesus said, go in my name. There's something about that name. And here it says this, he goes, yet they never cease for a single day, both in the temple and at home to teach and proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus. The King James says, and daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. They didn't cease teaching or preaching Jesus Christ. Wow. Amplified talked about the, 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 the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's something about the name. Oh, Father, we thank you for the name. You see, the, the name... When you preach the name, when you preach, see, you can't preach the gospel without preaching about the name. Amen. You can't preach the gospel without preaching the name. Wow. 
Let's look at Romans, Romans 10. Thank you, Father. When you preach the name, you're preaching the gospel. You're preaching good news. Amen. See, if you don't talk about his name, people aren't hearing good news. Hallelujah. Verse 12 says, for there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. I love that. For there's no difference between Jew and the Greek. The Gentiles should set their hopes. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all, rich unto all, is rich unto all, is rich unto all that call upon his name. If you haven't called upon his name yet, you're not saved. Yes, yes, be a good person. But being a good person is not what caused you to be saved. It's do you believe in his name? Have you called upon his name? Verse, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He who calls upon the name shall be saved. It's calling upon the name. Calling upon the name, you shall be saved. Now, this scripture, what Paul is delivering here, he's, he's, what, is it, what is he doing? He is releasing his mandate on why he's here. Why was he here? To bear my name before the Gentiles, before kings, right? And for all the children of Israel. So he's saying there's no salvation apart from that name. If you call on that name and whoever calls upon that name shall be saved or shall be changed, shall be delivered, shall be set free from bondages. Right. Shall be made new, shall prosper, shall have peace, shall be strengthened, shall have joy. Right. Whoever shall be saved. That's not just going to heaven one day, but that's all of a sudden his life coming into you and resurrecting every part of your life. So when we talk about marvels, wonders and extraordinary manifestation, it's going to happen in his name, because when you release his name, you're releasing total and complete life. Let's go to Acts chapter two, because see, this isn't something that, that the apostle Paul declared, but this was actually something that was declared anywhere from 900 to 500 years before Jesus. That scripture call upon his name and you shall be saved actually was first in, in the first came forth in the prophet Joel. And they're not exactly sure when Joel was written, it could have been 900 BC or it can written in 400 BC. There's not a whole lot of indicators. It could be because of a few things that could be in that time frame. But here, almost 900 years before Jesus ever came, that word was given. Call upon his name and you shall be saved. And then when the church was birthed, Acts chapter 2, when the church was birthed, when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit came as a rushing mighty wind, and set upon, set upon each one of them. And they all were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke with tongues. What? Which is Peter spoke up. He talked about, you know, this is that, right? He's, this is that. He goes, we're not drunk like you suppose. But this is that what was spoken in Joel's day. The spirit will come on and they, and young, young, young men, they'll see visions and, and my mansards and they'll, they'll see visions and, you know, and, and so forth. And then that my, they'll prophesy 
And then he says this in Acts chapter 2, verse 20. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and noble day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It wasn't just a a message that Paul released, but it was the message that was released when the church was first established and Peter Peter stood up and he preached and 3,000 people get saved. What was different? He preached about the name and whoever believes on that name shall be saved. On this name, the Gentiles shall set their hopes. Set your hopes on his name this morning. Wherever you're, whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with, set your faith, set your trust and set your hope on that name. Don't let the enemy steal his name out of your voice. Like what Cassie said during worship, you know how let, let, let's not speak our problem, but let's speak his name. Let's not speak how we feel right now, but let's speak his name. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10. Thank you, father. Matthew chapter 10, look at verse 40. We call upon his name, what takes place? We say his name, what's happening? Why does the enemy want to take Christ or take his name out of Christianity? Because when you take it out, then you no longer can receive what it can produce. Let's look at this. In verse 40, it says, in King James, it says, He that receives you, receives me. And he that receives me, receives him that sent me. So what is he saying? If, if you receive me, Jesus saying, if you receive me, then you know what? Then you've received my Father. But let's look at this next verse. It says, He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Let me read that again. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. What is is Jesus telling us here? If you receive a prophet... In the name of a prophet. You're going to get what he has. And and what would a prophet have? What does a prophet do? They speak on behalf of God. Right? So, Tommy, if I'm I'm a prophet. I'm not calling myself a prophet. All right? So, (laughs) if I'm a prophet and you receive me. Then I have the ability now to come into your life and communicate with you what God has spoken to me. But if you don't believe in my prophet, you're not going to receive one thing that I have. Amen. Amen. You're not going to receive anything that I have. 
It doesn't matter how good I say it. It doesn't matter if it comes out in rhyme, poem, or lyric. It doesn't matter. You're, you're going to be like, I don't trust him. I don't believe he's a prophet. Then you're not going to receive what I have. If you, and then it says, if you receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, then you get a righteous man's reward. But you know what, Rick? If you don't believe that I'm righteous, then you won't trust that I have the ability to do what a righteous man can do. And, and just, you know, someday go through, go through and look what a righteous man has. Go, go through and look throughout the Bible and Proverbs where it talks about the righteousness that the righteous man has access to. And a righteous man has a whole lot of access to a whole lot of things. But if you don't believe that he's a righteous man, then you're not going to receive what I have. And it's the same thing. If you believe Jesus and you believe that in his name, then you have the ability to receive what that name can produce. But if you just believe he's just a good teacher, if you just believe that he's just a good prophet, as Muslims believe, then you won't be able to receive everything that he has the ability to bring into your life. So when you talk about receive, receive means to accept, receive means to take, receive means to welcome, receive means to believe. If, if I believe that you're a good prophet and I receive you in the name of a prophet, then what have I'm believing that what you're about to say to me is from God. So, so, so the thing is, is let's not doubt his name. Let's not allow the enemy to steal the power out of the name. Let's not allow our world around us to take away the power of the name of Jesus. And let's not ourselves continue to use his name in a way that dishonors him. Change your vocabulary. If you do something, don't go Jesus Christ. Oh, so well, pastor, you're just being petty. It's not about, this is, this is just about renewing your mind to who he is, renewing your mind to the ability and what he has the ability to bring into your life. Receive a prophet in the name of a prophet. You get what he has. So how much if we receive him, how much if we use his name? Speak his name and declare his name. Thank you, Father. Receive him. If you receive him. You see, religion has, has, has messed up the life that's in Christianity. You know, John chapter 5, verse 30, 36, 37, 38, 39, somewhere in there. It's on the lower side of my page, like right there on John chapter 5. But he tells them this. He goes, look, he goes, you search the scriptures. You pour over the scriptures. You know the scriptures inside and out. And you pour over them because you think you have life in them. And that, that would be a, that'd be a pretty good valid statement, right? We, we know, we, we believe there's life in the word, right? We, we believe that Jesus is the word. We believe all that. But, but see, what religion has done and, and what happened in so many different aspects of religion is, is we look at different words, but not realizing what that word was always meant to do. He says, you pour over the scriptures because in them you think you have life. But what you really understand, all those scriptures testify of me. 
I mean, the point wasn't just to know the scriptures. The point was to get you to know me. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said this. So if you don't receive him for who he is, then you can't receive, believe, welcome, and lay hold of everything he wants to pour into your life. Go to, uh, go to uh, 1 John chapter 5. You got time for three more quick scriptures? Hallelujah. When we say his name, things happen. If this was what they preached when the church was established, and this is what Paul preached. And, and see, this, this is what Paul said, said, you know, it doesn't matter what happens to me, how many times I'm shipwrecked. It doesn't matter how many times I'm beaten. Now, now think about it, Vic. If this was all a sham, if this was all a lie, if this was all a fable, why would the Apostle Paul die for it? Why? If this was just, if this was just some, some made up story in a good way to, to, to make money, then why would the Apostle Paul lay his life down for it? Why would the disciples do the same thing? To preach this name. Be beaten with rods and go out the next day and still preach the name. Tell you, don't let our world take Christ out of Christianity. Because it is the hope of the world. The answer that people are needing and looking for, and most of them don't even know it. In First John chapter 5, so we receive prophet, in the name of a prophet, we get the reward. So when we receive his name, what do we get? Right? If we receive, what do we get? First John chapter 5 verse 11 says, and this is the record that God has given to us eternal life, and this life and this life is in his son. Verse 12, he that has the son has life. And he that does not the son has not life. Period. See, Christ without Christianity says you have no life. There's no life in you. There's no eternal life in you. Let's go to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 30. It says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. I love that. Many signs, many signs. Truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in the book. Meaning we see a lot of things in the book, but that's just a taste of what he actually did. Marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations flowed out of the, out of Jesus's ministry. Then it says this verse 30. 
But these are written. What was written? All about the signs, the ones that were written, the signs that, that everyone saw. But these were written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. These were written, meaning all the miracles and all the things that we see in the scripture, these things were written Mm -hmm. that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that by believing you might have life, 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 that you might have life through his name, 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 life through his name. John chapter 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life, right? The thief came to steal, kill and the God of this world came to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it in abundance. That you might have life in this name. There's life in this name. There's, this is, this life here isn't just eternity one day. This is, this is Zoe. This is the, the life that God knows. You, you know what the presence of God is? It's you and I getting a taste of what true life is. When you say, oh, did you sense the presence of God there? Did you, that, that's just a taste of what heaven feels like. That's just a measure of it. And when we preach in his name and we say that name, what are we doing? We are releasing the life of heaven into a circumstance. We're releasing the life of heaven into someone's body. We're releasing the life of heaven in the atmosphere. Why? Because believing on that name brings life. There's life. It's a tangible. First Peter says that we are partakers of divine nature. Divine nature. I, I love I love the word divine because really you can't really describe it in English. All it means is godlike. There's not a true definition for divine. It's kind of well, we don't know, but it's kind of like God like divine life. It's whoa. It's life and it's big and it's great and it's woo, but I can't put it into words. And that's when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, that's what came into you. Divine life. And this is the name that the Gentiles are to set their hopes on. I'm telling you, where the Lord is speaking to my heart and we are laying the foundation in the groundwork for the greater that's going to happen in heritage of faith. Because I want you all to get a revelation that when we, when I speak the name or you speak the name, I'm not just saying Jesus. Mm, No. I'm releasing heaven. There's life in that name. Life in that name. Life in that name. There's life in that name. Let's grow in our revelation of his name. 
Everyone stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. In that name, in that name, in the 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 name. Oh, in the name. Oh, Father, just as you, as Jesus spoke, He said, "If any man." receives a prophet in the name of a prophet, they receive a prophet's reward. If any man receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, receives a righteous man's reward. So, Father, as your church, as your body, we receive your name. So, therefore, we welcome your life. There's life in that name. If you if you have the ability to you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, the praying in tongues, just just pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Charge the atmosphere. Charge the atmosphere. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. His life, His life can fix any situation. His life, His life. Oh, Father, we place our faith in that name. We place our faith in that name, in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's in that name and faith in that name that makes people whole. It's in that name and faith in that name that changes situations. Hallelujah. Says we call upon the name of the Lord. It says we shall be saved. We shall be saved. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life right now in this atmosphere, there's the Holy Spirit's working in your heart. Just call upon the name. Oh, if you say, I say, I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus. Say, I receive Jesus. I turn from my ways. I turn from my way of doing things. And I receive Jesus. And I welcome his life into mine. I welcome his life. I welcome his life. I welcome his divine nature. I welcome his ability. Hallelujah. To move in me and make me a new creation. A new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Call upon his name. Call upon his name. Call upon his name. Call upon his name. Oh, call upon his name and you shall be saved. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, 
Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. With the evidence of speaking in tongues, just make your way to the altar right now. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit driving in my car. Hallelujah. I wanted something more. I wasn't sure about it. It was kind of weird. Didn't make much sense to me, but, but yet I, I desired it because I, I said, Lord, I, I want more of you. And if that's, if that's real, if that's true, I, I, I want it for myself. I, I don't want to do it based on what someone else is saying or someone else is doing, but, but I want, I want to be filled with the spirit. Hey man, there's some here that I know that you need to be filled this morning, that, that you need to be filled. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're, you're going to, you'll recognize a difference. You will recognize a difference. Amen. You'll recognize a difference. Oh, Hallelujah. Come forward. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Holy, 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 holy. Ego lo bogo shara ba 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 gante re de 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 isho. Koro bogo te re de 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 Thank you, Father. Your life is in this place. Your life is in this place. Your life is in this place. Have life in his name. Life in his name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Here in my heart, for there's some here that are standing looking over the edge. You're not sure. You're not sure what lies ahead. You're looking out over the edge and not sure if you could go farther. You're looking out over the edge and not sure if you could take that step or make that decision. But the Lord says to you today step out. Step out. Because I will take you into places that you've never known, nor has your family known. Don't just look out over the edge and maybe it could be better. No, it will be better. Step out. Step out. Step out into the greater things. Step out into the life I've ordained for you. Step out. I want to use you.
I place great things in you. So don't die. Don't die without those things coming out of you. But it's going to take a step. It's going to take a step. It's going to take a step. You keep asking for signs or decisions or, or, or things to change and you'll go this way or go that way. But no, you've heard my voice. And it's in this hour and in this time where you're no longer one that looks over the edge, but you step off the edge and you step into the greater things that I have for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Cassie. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here this morning, you, there's, you're having, um, it's almost like your hands have tremors. Your hands have been tremoring, and maybe it's associated with Parkinson's or if that's you, just come come to the altar. Just trim your hands, tremble. Since there's a couple people here that that is just um. spasms on the right side of your back. And just keep pulsating. Just come forward. Come forward. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So go In the name of Jesus, in that name, in that wonderful name, in that name, in that name, in that name.
There's a sense in my heart. There's someone here that's having issues with your hands. It's hard for you to keep them steady. It's hard for you to do certain things with them. Your name, your name, your name. Someone still on that right side of the back. Rick, do you have anything? Anybody have anything? Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's having pain on the left side. <laughs> right here. Thank you, Jesus. Right here on this side. Thank you, Father. Right here, you're having pain on the left side, on the left side of your jaw. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Yes. 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 Thank you, his life is flowing through this place just reach out and receive it if that's you with the jaw or the back just come forward that doesn't mean those are the only things here Thank you, Father. Mm. Healing now, now. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so Pastor Annette said someone who has something with their jaw, right? Left side. This beautiful woman came up to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and she said she was having issues with her pancreas. And the moment hands were laid on her, she felt the power of God. She felt something happen. So the healing power of God is in this place. So if that's you, you need to come and you need to receive your healing. There's no shame in it. Right, the, the life of God is here, so come receive. Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. For Heritage of Faith, miracles happen all the time. Amen. Miracles happen all the time at Heritage of Faith. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want to go to a church where miracles happen. <laughs> if, I mean, if it happened when the church was established, why should we settle for just service as usual? Why should we not expect the life of God to manifest when we come into a place? said just if you've had a loved one that's going to be with Jesus know that they've experienced the complete and total life that you and I only get to taste and see so the moment they stepped into eternity And saw Jesus. They were totally made whole. So when you see them again. And you see them in another moment. In another time. That life. Has totally. Completely. Made them new. for today Father we're humbled in your presence Father as a church let us stand strong to not let our Christianity to become a Christless religion but knowing that name and receiving that name and knowing there's life in that name is not only going to continue to change us, but it will change our entire community. Because people will come to know the life of God in this place. And in 2019, we are seeing marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Give him a shout of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father.